Welcome to Best Friend Simulator, the quality hangout in podcast. With your simulated best friends, Jen and Jamie. To, um, I went to the tire place today mm-hmm. and got my tires done. And that I've been trying to get my alignment either. done for a million years. But every time I take my car in to get my alignment done, they say that there's something else wrong with my car. So I keep having to get things fixed. But I had this situation where I went to the mechanic last time I had to get something fixed. And I uh, came outside when he was done and he had pulled my car up. And as I walked up, I reached out my hand to him. Because I thought he had my key. And then as I was reaching my hand out, I realized my car was running. So my key was inside my car. Did you caress him? And he thought, he thought I was trying to shake his hand. So he took my hand. Oh, but I no. gave him the, the dead fish handshake because I wasn't expecting it. And I thought about, because we had just watched the One Direction documentary. And I thought about the end when they all jumped down into the holes into the floor. And I was thinking about how I really want just a hole in the ground that will open up, like if I push a button or if I think a thought, and it will just swallow me (laughs) in those situations. I feel like I need that every time that someone's like, enjoy the movie, and I say, you too, to the person, (laughs) and then I wonder where the hole is. Uh, Welcome to Breast Friend Simulator. I'm Jamie. (laughs) I'm Jen. Hi. Uh, it's really hot in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's really sweaty. Um, normally we're on a call, but we're on a couch together today, which is a super novel thing because we had a couple live shows that we did together. Right. Yeah. Just, I, I mean, our, our podcast career has taken us, you know, like we both have to travel so much and we're doing so much promotional work for the podcast, like often mm-hmm. together, but sometimes not. So it's just a rare treat to like go back to our roots. Yeah. You know, like it's very humbling. Just to like be, dish on a couch. Yeah. To be just dishing on a couch, like how we started. So like shout out to everyone who came to the show last month at the Rose Theater. Mm-hmm. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to reimburse them for the broken table. It was, I mean, it's fine. It's just people get excited. It's fine. People get excited. And like, you know, we've built up this reputation for, you know, just having like different sort of spooky paranormal things with us. And like, sometimes it gets a little out of hand. It's fine. It's fine. It's it's fine. fine. But thank you for selling out multiple shows for us. Like, it's really, I'm just, we're so grateful to hear us talk about like butts and aliens. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty remarkable. So just thank you so much. I'm so, I'm really sorry that the uh, San Antonio show was so butt heavy. I just like, I get on a tear and I just, I get on a butt tear. I can't stop. (laughs) I can't stop tearing about butts. Can't stop tearing (laughs) butts. It's fine. (laughs) That's awful. So, yeah, just like housekeeping, our our online store will be back up very mm-hmm. soon. The It Might Be More Gallon shirts are going to be restocked in, like, a week. So right. I know that you guys love those. So And the wicker baskets that are actual wicker baskets, like, those have sold yeah, out, yeah. too. Like, you guys are just wild about wicker baskets. I love them. Yeah, you love, love them. those wicker baskets. So uh, what do we got? What's going on with you? Would you um, what's going on with me? I'm... Looking at houses, which is exciting. Oh yeah, we look so, at houses together. Um, we have been 
looking into buying a house. Uh, my partner, Josh, who I talk about sometimes, and, and myself, and we've been touring some houses and some of those we got to see some really cute and special places that we liked a lot. And then we saw some places that were definitely like currently and formerly haunted. Oh my God. Like an active haunting. The most special places. Yes. Like there was one place that there was just so much pee. Like there had to have been pee in the walls and in the floors and in the ceiling and like just cat pee. And this is coming from someone who has four cats. Yeah. So like I feel a little bit desensitized to cat pee, but this was like, it was powerful. But- Okay, but there was a reason. There was an angel in that house. A perfect and beautiful a reason. A perfect and beautiful angel that was a, a hairless skin cat oh that had two whiskers. And it was just clearly had like tried really hard on those whiskers. One whisker was like kind of like a, a gentle wave and the other one was like a corkscrew. And it looked like it had just concentrated really hard and grown two whiskers. And that was all of its hair energy had just been put into those two whiskers. Yeah. And there, um, we went upstairs to look at one of the rooms upstairs. And the, this house was still occupied by the people. So they still had all of their furniture and pee mm-hmm. in the house. <laughs> and um, we found a 3D and printer. And sting posters. Yeah. And sting <laughs> posters. Sting in like a fuzzy, gentle sweater, which was very soothing. But just like, like, uh, it looked like the size of a magazine cover. Yes. <laughs> and they just framed. But yes, upstairs. Upstairs. There was a 3D printer, which was exciting. And I feel like t- time very high tech. is that very, it's very high tech. You know, the kids are talking about. 3D printing. Jamie's real estate agent was like, is this for making guns? Yeah. Which was a very topical reference. It's a topical (laughs) reference, you guys. But what it actually was for is that we went in the closet and there were a bunch of, like, masks. There were, like, you know, gorilla masks and, like, scary masks. But there were cardboard, like, old-timey night masks and swords. So clearly this was for LARPing. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's... had to be what the person yeah. was using it for and unless they manufacturing just- authentic artifacts 3d printing your larp gear this is the world that we live in today and we're into it um not buying Except the house the though because it's just it's i mean i don't even know great. how to tell you how much pee was in that house it's not just the pee yeah the entire thing it was like more I, I like you guys with the sword and the skin cat who was also the most affectionate cat i've ever met in my yeah. life and i am in love now it was a Sweetums. I never understood skin cats, and now I understand. And I can't stop thinking about it. But yeah, the house itself was no. no. We walked in, it was immediately no, but the excitement of having like a skin cat emerge from the couch and look at us was like, yeah. oh my god, now we have to stay here for like half an hour. Yeah. And look at this house that is clearly not the house. Also, this person had an entire wall that was CDs. Yeah. Which I feel like you just don't see anymore. Yeah. A real dedication to the music form I know, like, two people, maybe, who are, like, really hardcore into CDs. Mm -hmm. Like, and I feel like it's a reaction to people being really into vinyl, where they're like, no, this is the superior format, just because it makes you mad. Yeah. I'm going to buy all the CDs. Yeah. But if you've never had the experience of going to um, look at houses... We we have a fr- uh, we have a friend who was looking for houses and found a, a shed that was sort of walled off. Oh, and yeah. when he got into the shed, it was full of rusty old timey tiny child tricycles. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, just he just noped out of there very 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 quickly. That same friend went to a house and they went upstairs 
um, in this house they were touring and they opened a closet and what they found was a pair of men's dress shoes sitting in the bottom of the closet and a partially defaded balloon that said, get well soon. Which is always a great thing to find in a house that you're thinking about buying because it's definitely haunted. I hate like, that. It's it's like the the universe is disclosing that to you. It's like a seller's disclosure. Yeah. Hey, FYI. Yeah. Definitely haunted. And there's lots of things like there's one the house we actually like. You couldn't get into the attic, and it was like sealed off. Uh, they, so we were yanking on the thing. It was one of those old timey kind of like pull down the cord and then the stairs drop down and mm-hmm. then that's how you get in the attic. And we were just thinking like, what if there's like a little man up there or yeah. like a troll or sure. like a chud, but an upstairs chud? An upstairs chud? Uh, cannibalistic, cannibalistic humanoid, humanoid upstairs, upstairs dweller. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> a chud. <laughs> I say you should just like get it open and be like, hey man, can you throw in like 50 bucks a month? Mm-hmm. Make it good. Yeah, line up here. If there was a chud in if my house, if you notice I any leaks in the rent. roof, yeah, you're like, just let us know. They could be like your early warning assistant. Yeah, or if someone broke into your house and they didn't have like a paid agreement with the chud, I bet mm-hmm. they would kill them. Yeah, for sure. Look I feel like chuds. that's like a legal loophole. Mm-hmm. A chud stand. A chud ground law. <laughs> <laughs> I only abide by chud law. That's <laughs> the only law that I law. approve of. Yep, it's the only one that really counts. Yeah. Other than, you know, whatever, tenant law. That's all murky. Who knows? What else has been going on for us? Uh, it's voting day. Oh, it's here voting day. In Seattle yeah. and probably a lot of other places in the country. I think it's a primary a lot of places. Yeah. Um, and I don't know about where all of you maniacs live. I mean, all um, 800,000 of you. Mm-hmm. Like, you're clearly spread out across the country. But here in Seattle, well, if you just have they like- love us in Australia. Right. If you have a wish and a, par- a prayer- a wish and a pear. And a great also. name. And <laughs> a wish, a a wish, wish and a pear. An overripe pear and a real cool name. That's definitely then your real name. You can run for the Senate. Get on that ballot. Because we had, and I'm not kidding, 27 people run for senator <laughs> here in Seattle this year. In a race that's basically agreed upon to be like a no contest race. Right. Yes. But like, get in there. Yes. The like, same woman has been our senator for many, many, many years and will win again. Mm-hmm. But I mean, live your dream. There were people whose uh, qualifications they had just written none. Uh, <laughs> there's one person whose qualification was if there that. There is ever a time just for that to work. Why not? You know, go for it. There's one person whose qualification was that they had ran and been defeated 18 times. Oh yeah, and that is a uh, good My space turn guy now. Oh, good space guy. Yeah, good space guy is like a, a local folk hero. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's awful. He's a All terrible of his person. Are horrible, but yeah. his name is Good Space Guy. He wants us to get to space. He also wants to uh, eliminate all of what he calls the, like, terrible people who are the homeless people yeah. and people that uh-huh. are poor. But he also wants to go to space and his yeah, name's Good well, Space Guy. He, he always updates his platform, his little, like, summary to be a little topical. Mm-hmm. And he's always, like, on just the wrong side of whatever he's talking about. Yeah. But he still wants to go to space. But there's he's always consistent about that. Comforting. Like, 18 elections now. I feel like my entire adult voting life, for sure, Good Space Guy has been running Mm-hmm. And it's like a nice constant. It's a nice constant to never vote to for just a good be this space guy. Horrible <laughs> man <laughs> on my deathbed <laughs> when I'm done and nothing matters anymore. Mm-hmm. And good space guy is a robot because mm-hmm. he'll be what 120 years old. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna vote for him just once. No, just don't do it. do it. 
you can feel good. You can be on your deathbed and feel like a little sanctimonious and like self righteous. Like still no like, good space still guy. Still no. Fuck you. Here's my last vote. It's that not for good space me, guy. Uh, I was in a lift today on the way to the tire shop to pick up my car, and I was talking about all the issues I'd had with my car and how cars are so expensive and blah blah blah. And the lift guy was like, he's like, oh yeah, you know, I think in like. 10 years, everyone's going to have a Tesla because they're just going to get more affordable. And and I was like, yeah, but then you have to give money to Elon Musk. And he was like, oh, but I know. I like that guy. He wants to take us to space. And I was like, no, he's terrible. It's the worst. And I just love that, like, anything can be forgiven if you want to take people to space. Right. It's I, Which is like, it might be good space guy's year. Yeah. Like that is kind of true. Space. That's a good like side kind of distraction uh-huh. of like I am a horrible racist piece of shit. Yeah. But space, have space, you thought man. about it? Space, have you considered space? Go to space. Fuck you it. know, I think you know we've all considered space. It's Clearly time, not enough. Um, I had something I wanted to tell you about. Okay, please tell me. About I it. have to look it up to remember. <laughs> okay, no. Okay, number one, I was thinking about how we were looking at houses, and I feel like. People are always looking for, like, haunted artifacts, but the thing that is the most haunted is, like, people. Ooh. Like, people people are just haunted. So when you get into any situation where you just have a bunch of one person's stuff sitting around, it's like you've made a terrible ghost. Like, the house we were looking at, or, like, any house, mul- the multiple houses we looked at that have, like, murder toilets in the mm-hmm. basement, which was a very, like early 20th century thing to do or maybe like a mid 20th century i don't know when people started doing this but they love to put a random toilet in the basement and like a creepy shower and it's always haunted send us a picture of your murder toilet or murder shower send us a picture of your murder toilet if you have one you know send it to the you know tag i I have a murder toilet yes full disclosure disclosure. (laughs) and we will send a picture out on the social medias of it but I'm wondering um, if this is like a regional thing that's happening yeah. in the Northwest or does do other people have murder toilets? Is it because no one here has AC and in the summer you're like, I want to poop like, or it's I'm not cool. Gonna poop <laughs> I'm going to go down to the basement and I won't just start sweating while I'm pooping. <laughs> but oh, it's, sorry, I'm I want to like, again. we'll post a picture, but I want to paint a picture of just like an unfinished basement mm-hmm. just with cobwebs or, or, and basement or like stuff. really shoddily finished. Yes. But in the middle of the giant basement, so you probably got your washer and dryer down there, and you got your storage, and you got your basement Random stuff, you got your chuds, and you got all the stuff yeah. that you don't want to look at, and you want to deal with it later, and you have all the bodies. And then in the middle of all of that, you have just a shower. So, like, not freestanding. For the Like, bodies. not attached to something. They're just in the middle of the room yeah. is, like, a tiny closet with a toilet in it. Mm-hmm. And all it is is like there's maybe a door, but probably just like a shower curtain that someone like shoddily a put up there. Sink. Yeah, just just is this a thing? This is a thing. What if this is just a Seattle thing though? That would be strange. that would be weird. But you gotta have no, murder toilets. We are, aren't we? Like the serial killer capital up here. In the we Northwest? are. Uh oh. So, oh no! <laughs> someone send me. It's the same to in our friend's house when uh, the same one who saw the weird stuff. He had a murder shower mm-hmm. in his basement. Just and a shower. It was one of the creepiest I've ever seen. Yeah. My mom also has a murder shower in her basement. Why do we all have murder showers and mm-hmm. toilets? She has a well that you can access in the basement and a murder shower. I don't think that when I lived in Philly, I ever saw a murder shower or toilet. I feel like it's a little bit of a like suburban fringes of urban phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Like you need, like on our property, we have a well. 
yeah. which is really weird. And it's not old. It's just the guy who used to live here dug it and pretended it had always been here. Mm-hmm. It's like a thing you do when you have a little bit of property and you're like, yeah, just put in a murder toilet in a well and, a and well. just throw things down there. Yeah. I mean, people like bodies. generally don't use their whole basement. So why not put a murder toilet in? Yeah. And, like, if you're going to murder people, you want to be yeah. able to clean up right This afterwards. was also, like, at a bunch of the punk houses that we grew up going to. Like, at Spoke Anarchy, there was a murder toilet. Do you remember this? Yeah. No. Yeah. And it was, like, that was interesting because or it was, like, it was a murder. I think Spoke Anarchy had yeah. a murder toilet that they had built the whole basement around. Yeah. So, it was, like, this must have been the, the one thing that existed first was mm-hmm. the murder toilet. And then they were like, just frame a bathroom around mm-hmm. that and then put some bedrooms in and everything smells like poop down here. It's fine. Yeah. And also there's like 18 people living in the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> chuds. Ch- no, like humans. <laughs> like punk humans. But I mean, those are chuds. Who want to pay $20 in rent yeah. every month to live in the wall, basically. Someone ballistic, no, uh, ice cream cake, a ballistic humanoid underground drillers. Cake ballistic. They had all those ice cream cakes in the freezer. They love those. They did. It's vegan. And uh, dumpstered meat. Dumpster meat. Dumpster sandwiches. God. <laughs> it's good people. A compost heap that was just a hole in the backyard and you throw everything in. Yeah. And it composts. Um, so send us your murder toilets and murder, murder showers. Toilets. Let us know that we're not alone in murder bathroom equipment. <laughs> I just really want to know that this isn't a serial killer thing. Yeah, it might be. Because it might be. It might be. (laughs) If you're going to buy a house anywhere near, like, Seattle or the Northwest, you're probably going to have some serial killer stuff, like, pre-installed. Half of the houses that we looked at when we looked at houses had murder toilets. And I'm looking at more tomorrow, and I'm guessing at least 50% will have murder toilets in them. (laughs) Good old murder toilets. Yeah. Um, So, (laughs) sending us things, I think you know we might have some mail from listeners oh yeah that we did the been- challenge in a episode i think it was 141 142 143 144 145 146 one of those edit that out M- make it the right one but the find a new friend challenge yeah and i mean we got thousands of responses which good on all of you for being able to make friends yeah <laughs> uh- good job <laughs> Because we didn't. No. We, we've been making friends, though. <laughs> I know. Well, we have. I mean, I feel like we make friends all the time through this podcast. Right. Which I feel like is kind of cheating. It is kind of cheating. But if you look at our personal life, I feel like this summer we have made friends. We have made friends. You, I mean, you made friends and I rode your coattails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is nice. You did a good job. Yeah. 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 The nice thing about um, having a best friend simulator <laughs> is that when your best friend makes a friend, you uh, you get to just coast on that. Yeah. Which is nice because it's like it's like friendship through osmosis. It is. Because it's like if you like Jen, Jen and I are so similar and connected that you're probably also gonna like me. Yeah. And if you don't, then fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, you don't listen to this podcast because you're like one of us. Yeah. That would be ridiculous. You can't make any friends that don't like me. That's so I would cool. never. Um, I hope not. I got a letter. Is that it? It's the letter. This is the letter. It's the I got letter. this letter. Okay. So I got this letter. It's it's really like it's really sweet because it's like it is about the friendship thing, but it's like <sighs> Dear Jamie and Jen, a uh, longtime listener, first time letter writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted you to know that I was really inspired by your make a friend challenge and I really tried and I did talk to a couple people in my econ class this spring, 
and had a bunch of study dates and it was really cool. But mostly I just think your friendship is so inspiring and I wanted you to know that I think Jamie is beautiful and perfect and Jen, you're really lucky to know her. Oh my goodness. I agree, right? I definitely did not write that. (laughs) Anyway, it says, uh, thanks for all your hard work. Uh, hope to listen for five more years. Uh, love Pugnilicus and from Alaska. Oh, Pugnilicus from Alaska. That's Thank you so, so much. Nice. We're so happy for you. First, like, way to go stepping out there and like putting yourself out there and using economics as friend genomics. <laughs> <laughs> one plus one equals two. That's economics, by Best the way. <laughs> no, but that is like. I know the experience of like being in college and walking into a classroom and knowing nobody oh my gosh, and yeah. having to like be like, hey, it would go better if we did this together. Right. Because in, in a class situation, you're not like, oh, I already know I have something in common with these people. Like you have to find your people somehow in mm-hmm. school. And that can be really difficult if yeah. you're just like in a classroom setting. So way to go. And yeah. I just I love that you love me. Yeah, I love that too. Yeah. But I also got a letter sent from someone that says, Dear Jamie and Jen, thank you so much for holding the friendship challenge. I feel so inspired to step outside of my comfort. I'm normally very introverted and shy, but at the coffee shop I hang out at every day, I've been seeing someone else who's there doing work instead or studying all the time. And I asked if we could sit at the same table and we just happily worked next to each other and then made plans to do it again at the end of the week. I just wanted to say that Jen is the most perfect human to ever walk oh the earth God. and that Jamie's all right, I guess. Anyway, thanks so much for from P- Pernelius from... <laughs> Pernelius, that's a beautiful name. From Manitoba. Wow. Yeah. Manitoba. Yeah. Wow. That's, I I mean, I'm very flattered. Yeah. Obviously. But I also just like, yeah, like the idea that you can, it doesn't have to be like this big, brave thing you do to be like, let's go skydiving together or whatever. Like sometimes you're just like, hey, we're doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Let's just like do it together. Yeah. Let's like make a date next time and we'll do the same thing and maybe relate around Mm -hmm. that. Like. It's really cool, just the way that you guys have, like, stepped up and made connections. Right. We got so many Instagram replies. Like, I mean, we had a contest, and we were giving away some um, weird alien book no one cares about. And, like, it, you know, nobody – like, we just had so many replies to that. Um, yeah. It was like, so hard to pick, and, like, not a single one of them was a bot. Yeah. Which is amazing. Like, yeah. all of you are, like, real, actual humans that love our show, yeah. and that just – really means a lot to us. Yeah, so. and you guys, you talk all the time about how inspiring we are, but really, like, we're inspired by you yes. every day. Yeah. We would be nothing without you. Yeah, we're just, like, a part of this community that you've built. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's just special. Yeah. So thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for indulging us um, and telling us all about your new connections and your friendships that you're making. Um, but now, you know, as promised and on brand, we gotta talk about some weird shit. <laughs> Yeah, I talk about some weird shit. That's what you're here for. Okay, um, weird shit number one. Can I tell you something? Have you been looking at Miss Helen, the Miss Helen news? I don't know what that is. Please Miss, tell me. Miss Helen, <laughs> bless her heart. Uh, Miss Helen is a shark at this aquarium. I'm really good at research, as you guys know, <laughs> because I looked it up and I can't remember what uh, 
aquarium she was at? Uh, name it right now. Uh, <laughs> Sir Ma- Mix-a-Lot Aquarium. Sir Mix-a-Lot Aquarium. <laughs> That's one of my favorite In- ones. Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, it was in the news, and I saw it, and it made me really worried. Um, so apparently, Miss Helen is one of those little little sharks, the cute sharks. And God, I'm really good at this. So yeah, I don't remember uh, any- wait, little no. cute shark in Sir Mix-a-Lot Aquarium in Salt Lake City. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, it's it's the little brown guys with the browner spots, and. <laughs> There's security cam footage. Um, she was in a touch pool in the aquarium, which is where the little kids can go and like, ooh, touch the shark. Um, somebody, it was a man and a woman and maybe another accomplice. Um, and you can see security cam footage of them coming into the aquarium with a stroller and an infant. And at some point, the woman takes the infant out. They take a wet towel and they swaddle Miss Helen in the towel and put her in the stroller and wheel her out of the aquarium. Transfer her to a bucket. And into the bed of a pickup truck and drive her away. A heist. A heist. A shark heist. A shark heist. So they were like, what the fuck? Where are these people taking this shark? What is happening? So they followed them home because it was the worst heist ever. I don't think they realized it was all being recorded. Yeah. Um, And they found in their garage like a whole aquarium set up. Like all these tanks. Like they knew how to take care of a shark and they just had it. And they got it back. And when I first read about it, I was like, oh, no, Miss Helen. And it said she wasn't expected to survive. <gasps> but apparently Miss Helen hasn't been eating, but she's getting less lethargic. And, like, they can fast for up to two weeks when they get stressed out by something. But she's <sighs> back at the aquarium now, and she's recovering, and they think she'll be fine. But apparently these people said that it was some, like, protest against touch pools at aquariums, which seems like a lie. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that they were doing some kind of, like, Raising Arizona heist but yes. with a shark. Because they, I think Raising they had Miss a shark Helen. before that died and they were sad. <laughs> and they went, this is totally Raising shark. Arizona. Wow. I know. But wow. I just, I was so happy that Miss Helen was She's not dead. Okay. She's okay. Wasn't there a little kid story about taking a penguin and putting it in your backpack? What? I think I remember that. From a zoo? Did you do that? No, I plan you had when you were a kid. This little kid story, and by that I mean this idea that I I made up. No, I swear, like I have some memory. Maybe this is of the alternate universe me that Uh you someone took a penguin and put it in their backpack and took it home and put it in the bathtub. Do you know about dimensional jumping? No. I've been obsessed. Like, is that where they were going to take a shark or penguin? They were going to jump it to another universe. I've been obsessed. There's this Reddit that's archived called the Dimensional Jumping Reddit, Mm -hmm. and they basically have all these instructions for jumping to an alternate universe where you're different or like something else has changed, so you can like focus on what you want to change. So like, there's there's a method where like you visualize owls everywhere and you think about what you want to change and it will change it. It's kind of like chaos magic yeah. where you're like changing your reality. But the other method is like put a label on one glass of water that says what you want and you pour another glass of water into it and then you drink it. And then another one is like you sit in front of a mirror at 3 a.m. until you get creepy hallucinations and you think of all you want. So it's like you can sit in front of a mirror. Like Josh could sit in front of a mirror and be mm-hmm. like, I wish I lived in a universe where I had a cool podcast with my friends. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, he would like go into the mirror and then become the Josh in that universe. So that's how you jump is by yeah. like thinking really hard about a thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's basically like 
It's confirmation bias. But you don't have to you don't have to rub one out on anything. <laughs> no, 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 no. So no, it's no, not no, like no, chaos no. magic. I mean, I'm sure it would help. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it probably helps everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put that energy into it. It's mm-hmm. like put it out in the universe. Yeah. Set your intention. Rub one out. Rub one out on your intention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just really seal the deal. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. So what like is this one particular thing about you like physically or about your life? Like what were people trying to do with this? It seems like there's I mean, they they archived the Reddit, the subreddit. Mm-hmm. Because they were like, there's too many people coming in here and telling fake stories about how they changed their whole life. But it seems more like you set your intention and you change little things like in this universe that my wife is more in love with me or like in this universe I have a better job and then you get a promotion and you're like I did it mm-hmm. there's also um, a legit like kind of self-help dude who's really into quantum jumping and it's basically just a meditation technique where you like access the selves in another universe and find out what they're doing and then emulate it so there was a lady who was like, oh, when I went into this meditative state, I saw that my other self has a really successful business staging houses that are for sale. So I should do that. Might this also be called quantum leaping? I know. And that's the thing. I think he called it quantum jumping because he didn't want to like <laughs> confuse anyone or like infringe on a trademark. Could you be like, I wish that I was Scott Bakula? You could definitely do that. And then you would quantum jump. It's like a leap. little bit a tall order like they yeah. say in the in the dimensional change jumping reddit thing. that changing a big thing like that would take a lot so you'd be like thinking. i wish that i was me but i had brown eyes <laughs> or scott bacula face yeah i wish that i yeah. was me but my last name was bacula yeah yeah you can try it wow yeah i should try that the creepiest well, the creepiest method is definitely the mirror method because yeah. if you sit in front of a mirror with a candle burning in front of you at 3 a.m., you're either going to shift to another dimension or you're going to get possessed by a fucking demon. Summon Bloody Mary. Yeah. 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 And someone on the thing was like, hey, guys, this mirror method seems right for, like, being hijacked by, like, dimensional spirits. So watch out. <laughs> Uh-oh. FYI. <laughs> you so might be possessed now. What would you change if you were going to dimensional jump? What would be the first thing that you would try oh, to do? Oh, man. Um... God, that's a big question. <clears throat> I drink the bone juice. We're going to talk about the bone juice. <laughs> but you could do that in this world. No, but I can't. What if it was like, I wish that I was me, but I had infinite popcorn? Oh, my God. Like the, like the end of real genius. Real genius? <laughs> I, okay, but we're going to talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> Let's just shelve all those things. <laughs> Just like a machine that made endless popcorn, because that's my favorite snack. I actually really want that because I was at Les Schwab Tire Centers today, and I was eating their free popcorn, and I was like, I love coming to Les Schwab. Get that, <laughs> love that popcorn. popcorn. Yeah. I took a picture and sent it to someone. I was like, hey, status update. This is good eating living. This free popcorn. It's like the only reason to go to a hardware store. <clears throat> yeah, I love it. The free when a hardware store does not have free popcorn, I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. Like we're saying How dare lot. you? Fuck you. Fuck you. So I, yes, real genius, end of real genius level of popcorn might be the Mm -hmm. first thing that I wish for, honestly. Yep. Maybe could you be like, I would like to be current me, but less like hot. Less hot? (laughs) Not like (laughs) physical. I mean, I wish I could be less hot. I'm just like, I guess 
I'm just so like, much attention. I'm just like, <laughs> like too I wish hot. people would look at me all the time. No, I mean like a temperature. Like it is yeah, yeah, 95 yeah. degrees today yeah. and I want to die. Mm-hmm. So I would like it to be less okay, hot. Okay, I feel like that's an exaggeration. I'm is it 90? Right when you Google the temperature? <laughs> I mean, in this uh, attic room we're in, it might be 95 degrees. Yeah. We're in an attic. It's a thousand degrees in here. It's like at least eight thousand degrees in here. We're basically yeah. No, I mean, if I could fucking dimensional jump to somewhere where global warming doesn't exist, that sounds great. It does sound great. Sign me up. Yeah. Thanks, Elon Musk. Thanks, Elon Musk. Can we uh, eighty-one degrees? Let's play some Google Music. Google Music, you know, like uh, uh, the news music. Oh yeah. What are you with the you know our uh, what is it called our research music? Research Research music. music. What is it called when we do this every episode? It's called our research <laughs> music. <laughs> yep, play it here. Yeah. Eighty-one degrees. It's that's so hot. It's eighty-one degrees. It's hotter than the back of my knees are making sweat. They're making sweat. <laughs> we're um we're sitting with both of our elbows on the same pillow. Sweaty the microphone right now. Sweatily. Okay. What so, do you, what do you got? You want to talk to me about the number one juice? Yeah. So, I don't know if you all are following, you know, the sort of like ancient historical discovery news, but um, recently there was a popular event where some researchers in Alexandria discovered an ancient sarcophagus. And this was very exciting. So they pulled it out at first and there was all this debate back and forth about like, do we open the sarcophagus? Do we not open the Wasn't sarcophagus? It like black. It was black. <laughs> and so like the cool guy's sarcophagus. The cool guy. I mean, clearly a cool guy made it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people were like, they opened it. Do and it not was open it. Do not open it. It was Danzig with his book collection. <laughs> Don't open the sarcophagus. Because, like, We've seen clearly it's cursed. Like, if you've yeah. seen any movie where it's like, what's this ancient sarcophagus? What's inside of here? It's got to be something really chill. Yeah, it's great. Like, very good and cool. <laughs> it's dark chocolate. Um, it's candy. It's just, like, candy and some dudes just, like, chilling in there. Um, so, like, at best, they were like, this could be some really cool scientific discovery. Like, you know, they hadn't found a sarcophagus this old. It was actually from between 323 and 30 BC, um, which is really old, old. Which is really old. So it was like, what if there's some cool science inside of this sarcophagus? And at worst, this is like, what if we now have unleashed the old gods and we're all going to die, and this yeah. is now some, like, Lovecraftian nightmare that we're all living in. I mean, at least that's, like, preordained. So right. Anyway. So, like, despite everyone's warnings about this bringing about, like, the ancient mummy curse, which it clearly, like, it's an ancient sarcophagus. <laughs> that's a mummy curse. Like, <laughs> there's no... mummy curse. There's no... I haven't ever seen the mummy, but it's probably about that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they replicated that result in the lab like at least five times. It's like it's Brendan, always a mummy Brendan curse. Frazier and a mummy curse. Is yeah. that what that movie is? I think so. I've I never, never seen saw, it. I never saw it either. People we like watched that the one. Mummy. Yeah, let's watch the mummy. Um, Put it on the list. So they they opened it, and inside of it, instead of all of the delicious science, they found delicious juice. Delicious juice. Delicious juice. So much juice. The pictures are amazing. It's so juicy it's in there. It's the juiciest pile of skeletons I ever saw. There's three skeletons in there, first of all. So there's three people chilling. They're a thruple. For, they're a thruple. It's oh no. history's first thruple. 
They found evidence of a thruple, and it was juicy. It was juicy. <laughs> juicy thruple. So I highly recommend that if you haven't seen it, that you Google a picture of this because the juice is like this really Choice. rich, delicious sort of orangey brown. Just really good. And when I was looking at this at work, my first thought was, give me that juice. I was like, let me drink <laughs> me the juice. juice. It looks so thick. And I independently thought that on my own and jokingly sent a couple texts to people in my life. Like, did you see that juice? I want to drink that juice. I bet you get super powerful if you drink that juice. And it felt super validating to me because I went onto Twitter and it was just endless tweets from people being like, I want to drink that juice. Give me that <laughs> Let juice. Us drink the bone juice. <laughs> oh, and I juice. felt so seen and so supported because it wasn't just me. And people were so into this idea of drinking the ancient skeleton juice that they made a change.org petition <laughs> that had tens of thousands of signatures after a few days. And the goal of the petition was we need to drink the red liquid from the cursed mm -hmm. dark sarcophagus in the form of some sort of carbonated energy drink so that we can assume its powers and finally die, <laughs> which is a mission that I support wholeheartedly. I'm so ready. I signed it. You will see my signature there if you look through all of them. Um, I just think that it's time for us to all drink the juice and die. I don't think that it's like morally right for them to like prevent us from drinking the juice right. if they want to. This is like a public discovery. If people want to drink the juice, they should drink the juice. You want to drink the juice. I found a meme on the on the Instagram that I sent to you that I loved that was the caption is is your child texting about the dark sarcophagus <laughs> with a picture of the juice and it says BRB stands for bony red broth. <laughs> LOL stands for lots of liquid. <laughs> BTF stands for Disturbed Tomb Findings. <laughs> STFU stands for Sip the Final Unction. Mm -hmm. IMO, Ingestible Mummy Offerings. Yes. BJ is Bone Juice. SMDH, So Much Death, Homie. So Much Death, Homie. Oh, that's so. Juice. I just, I feel like, is this the thing? So, like, people are really into bone broth. Yeah, and that's, like, that's the original bone broth. And like I'm vegan, so I've never I've never consumed the bone broth. Excuse me. I mean But this would still be vegan. But I because it would be people bone. I was I thought you were gonna say you'd never consumed oh, no. people. No. <laughs> but you have for I sure. have. I've okay. consumed people. That's a yeah, story for let's another be time. Accurate. Um shout out to Amber. Uh <laughs> so I just you know, I would drink the bone juice yeah. if given the chance. I, know I feel would. like it would be like maybe it would make me very powerful, or I would die. You know the drink where that we call Jamie Juice? Yes. That you're drinking right now? I am drinking it <laughs> That right is um, ice cubes, tequila, and kombucha. Mm -hmm. It's like that, but it's more like dank. That with, but with bone juice. A little more dank. Yeah. So kombucha is yeah. basically bone juice, but of a, of a scoby? A scoby. A scoby juice? Mm -hmm. So like a, that, but people. Yeah, people's yeah. scoby. Yeah. It's a living organism. Yeah. Much like people. People's scoby. People's scoby. Um, so I also, um, no one is going to appreciate this. And if anyone does, then we're not already friends. Then you need to uh, hit me up because I yeah, also immediately wanted to point out that this is a huge plot point in mm -hmm. the computer game Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, which is one of my favorite computer <laughs> games, lines. which I played obsessively many times because I was not cool enough to play Vampire the Masquerade 
in real life. So I played the computer game. But in that game, there's a huge old cursed sarcophagus and there are all these different people and clans that are weighing in on whether or not you open this ancient sarcophagus or not. And it's yeah. like, that's the big plot point of the game. So I knew exactly Who are we? what happened. We're in, like the better, cooler clan, right? We want to open it. Right. Yeah. We want to open it. Well, there's different things. So you actually shouldn't open Spoiler alert for no. the 2002, maybe, video game, no. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Don't open it because there's actually just a bunch of C4 in there and it blows up and kills it. <gasps> what? Yeah. Because it's uh, a prank like from one of the, you know, the super punk clan, the Bruja. There anyway, this is getting wait. T- hit me up if you want to talk vampire the masquerade bloodline. Granular. <laughs> if you want to get, get into the lore of vampire the masquerade bloodlines, let me know. Oh, the Bruja. Um, I would maybe be. one person in the universe is like, oh my god, yeah, mm-hmm. right now, and that person is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love them. The, my only experience with Vampire the Masquerade is AOL chat rooms in like the late 90s mm-hmm. when I would go in there and be like, I'm standing on a table, yeah. you're vampires. But then one time another um, a guy who was role playing a vampire got me to go to the beach with him. And then he tried to give me an amulet that would make me live forever. And then he tried to like get sexy with me. And I was like, bye. And I logged yeah. off. Just like in real life. Just like in real life. Yeah. Just like in any AOL chat room any- in the late 90s. Yeah. It was always someone trying to get sexy with you in there. Yeah. But at least that time it was vampire. It was a vampire. Sexy. Yeah. I guess. One of my first internet experiences, uh, also shout out to old people, uh, was when there were news groups. And one of the first news groups I joined was an Anne Rice um, fans yeah. news group <laughs> before there was mm-hmm. AOL or anything else. Oh, yes. um, and I found a bunch of people and it, via the news group, God, they news like post LARPed, role played like initiating people into becoming a vampire and i was like 11 and i was all up in that and it was very exciting what the hell i think this was a news group and i'm confusing it with the aol chats that came later so if you also in the 90s the internet in the 90s was the wild fucking west it started out and you could just order books from the library and then within a year it was like we're banging vampires in virtual reality via news group i know via news group yeah Drink the bone juice. Drink that bone juice. Everybody. The moral of that story. Mm -hmm. This week's episode of Breast Friend Simulator is brought to you by Blue Apron. Now, I don't know if you tried Blue Apron yet, but I just felt like I never had enough aprons in my life. And if I did, they were always just like these, like kind of weird old lady sort of patterns that I wasn't really into. And I always just wondered, like, what if there was a service that every month you would get a different apron in a shade of blue? I mean, like, do you ever see an apron in, like, sea blue? Jones. Hi Jones. Hi Jones. Um, there's a dog panting in the microphone. This is a professional advertisement. Mm -hmm. So I just blue apron, a better way to look. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I want to tell you about Nature Box. Okay, like you used to live in South Philly, right? Yes, I did. The thing about South Philly is like there's no trees. No. It's so barren. Sometimes you just want to get out of town and like Go to the woods or, like, go on a hike Mm -hmm. or go touch some dirt. Just touch dirt. Just good dirt, not the, like, gross dirt. No. Or, like, it's 
not good dirt. So nature box, you don't always have time to get out of town. What if out of town came to you? <gasps> Tell me more. Yeah. At nature box, like you sign up for the subscription and once a month you get a box and it's like nature has come into your own house. It smells like pine needles. It smells like musky dirt. Wow. It smells like moss. It smells like deer poop. Oh, deer poop. I yeah. love that. Right? Like, okay, so I signed up for it and it's just been like, I was skeptical, right? But it changed my life. Like, I get a box once a month and last month I think I got like a cedar bow. Is it a bow or a bow? It's bow? It's, yeah, I'm sure. It's just a cedar thingy with the, the arms and the needles. Yeah, the it arms. smells delicious. Mm. I put it above my sink. Makes everything smell great. A bag of dirt came with it. It's like mm -hmm. smelly dirt. It smells like weird decomposing bugs and mm. just, just dead stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like you just close your eyes and you take a big old whiff and it's like you're in the woods hiking just being like one of those people. Just like a pile of old mushrooms. Just like a pile of old mushrooms. Yeah. I think that's special next month. Oh my gosh. You should you really get in before next go month. Go to naturebox forward slash maniacs. And you can get a code that will get you your first month free with a special pile of old mushrooms. Ugh, you're so lucky. It smells so good. Mm -hmm. We hooked you up with that. It's good. It's good. Okay. Do you want to talk about Casper? I'd love to talk about Casper. So I talked a little bit about like in this episode, you'll hear us uh, talk about visiting houses and how they might be haunted. And I imagine that that brought up just like a kind of jealous feeling in you that like, yeah. wow, like I just don't. I wish that I was around more stuff that was absolutely 10,000% haunted yeah. in my day-to-day -day life. Yeah. And so Casper is actually a premium mattress that you get shipped to your house in, in a, a box. little box. A little box. And you open it up and it expands. And that is because the box has compressed the thousands of dead children's spirits that are inside of the mattress. Oh, my God. And so when you open the box and you let them out – the mattress expands. It's incredibly comfortable and it's infused with just like at least 100 dead children per mattress. Yeah. Yeah. Each mattress has a theme. So like last month's theme was like a uh, tiny horse girl. Mm -hmm. A lot of whispers, mm -hmm. a lot of like uh, sounds of like hair brushing, mm -hmm. a lot of like clop clop, like hoofy sounds, just like a little musky smell, faint smell of horse poop, yeah. some soft giggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a great one. I love that mm -hmm. one. Uh, my sister got that one. Yeah. And next month, the theme is uh, Cockney Rag Cellar. Oh. So that's like a real like fabulous. It's so good. It's so choice. Yeah. But, like, you can only get this through Casper, and they the prices are crazy. It's, like, super affordable because they don't have a brick-and-mortar store. They keep all their ghosts in a warehouse, mm -hmm. just, like, and they send it direct to you. Yeah. So, if you go to their website and you go to casper.com forward slash maniacs, you can get an extra Cockney ghost in your next order for, for free. free. Can you it's believe incredible. it? It's I'm thinking incredible. about getting a bed for my guest room because I already have the horse girl mattress right. in my bedroom, but like mm -hmm. my guest room doesn't have a bed right now and I want people to be equally comfortable. And just hearing that like weird ass, like cockney whining. Right. At just three like in the morning. The sound when you're sitting and staring in your mirror. Starvation. Yeah. Just it helps it's you so sleep good. at night. 
God, it's so great. Mm-hmm. I love what they're doing. Yeah, I'm thinking of ordering the consumption model. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I just feel like tiny children just riddled with TV is just going to give me like a really yeah. sort of warm, positive, yeah. like sort of phlegmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The phlegmy coughing. It's almost yeah. like an ASMR thing. Yes. It's like it really soothes you. It's like a white noise machine. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. So please, when you're thinking about a mattress, please consider Casper. It's just the best. It's just full of dead I know you've heard about it a hundred times kids. from other podcasts, but I'm, I'm telling you guys. And the box is so small. It's so small. How do they do that? How do they put all the kids in there? It's probably black magic. Mm-hmm. All right. So I've got an agenda here. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to keep you from your agenda. And it's time for me to take you once again to Tesla Town. Oh, but I don't like Elon Musk. I don't like that guy. Jamie. I don't like him. It's been established. Okay. The worst thing about Elon Musk, other than the union busting and the narcissism and the yelling at people about a submarine and, and the the f- wanting to go to space when people are suffering. And the fact that being that wealthy is completely immoral is and completely makes you a horrible immoral. person. Is that he doesn't even have anything to do with Tesla. He just took the name. What he, an asshole, right? What an asshole. What an asshole. So on our last two episodes, we've been doing this series on Tesla and it's just, it's a lot of stuff. Right. I mean, it's a lot of stuff to get through. And like, we've been approached about like making a a kind of multi-series like Netflix documentary about Tesla, which I really appreciate, but I just feel like we really need to like get through it on the podcast first. For sure. Yeah. So just quick recap, uh, Nikola Tesla. Wait, did I say Tesla Town? Tesla Town. Nicholas Cage Tesla. (laughs) Nikola Tesla. He was a Serbian-American inventor. You guys all know this. Yeah. He's like the guy, you know, did you watch The Prestige? He was David Bowie. He was David Bowie in The Prestige. And Tesla like in real- David Bowie. Yeah. I mean, in real life, he was basically David yes. Bowie. Like, we've we've covered this where, like, he was a fucking Chris Angel mind freak. Mm-hmm. Like, he was constantly doing these crazy stage shows and, like, lighting lamps from the other end of the stage and, like, Making all this cool stuff happen. He was basically a wizard. And it was because he was on the cutting edge of, like, radio technology and wireless technology. And he – it was, like, just pre-radio that he was working with all this stuff and working with vibrations. So – he um is this like working with vibrations like the way that people were like put a crystal on it no it was legit it was legit he was tuned into all the wave stuff so he um he invented the tesla coil which Mm -hmm. is his big thing which i don't understand because i'm dumb i'm not smart you're not dumb you're very smart smart. you're very smart there's smart and then there's tesla focusing and trying to read enough to understand how a tesla coil works i'm like it's the Mambo number five brain. It, yeah. My brain starts playing. <laughs> like when I talk about quantum suicide to you and you're uh, like, boop, 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 yeah. boop. I, yeah. Have, I have this whole thing about how when something is too advanced for me, my brain just starts playing Mambo number five, and but just the horns yeah. part. So it's just. Yeah. So Tesla was doing all sorts of experiments. Um, he became a naturalized citizen of the U.S. in the late 1800s. Um, I think he came from Austria in 1884, though that's hotly debated. Really? Is he from Austria? Is he from space? Who knows? Oh, spoilers. Oh, sorry. I'm Is sorry. he? 
Mostly, uh, so he was inventing a lot of stuff. He was really into mechanical oscillators and generators. Um, he was a pioneer of like early x-ray imaging. I know what some of those things are. Yeah, he built the first wireless controlled boat. Just driving a boat around. Wireless? A little, little RC car. Yeah, so I'm envisioning like a little RC car controller, but yeah. with a boat. But with he David Bowie running it. Wow. Tesla. Good for him. Yeah. So, um... As he progressed in his career, like inventing more things, I think that, um, I think that Tesla, okay, so he was, he was a pioneer of, of alternating current, AC, mm-hmm. and that was basically his bread and butter. Like he sold that and made him like this big, he, he got licensed with Westinghouse, so he got like paidered and he had all this money to do a bunch of other stuff, so he just kept inventing things. Question, what's AC? Alternating current. Okay, you know, but what is that? Yes. Excuse me, I'm not Tesla. <laughs> you can Google it. <laughs> I think that most stuff um, in the U.S. runs on DC. And that's the okay. whole thing with Tesla is that he was a pioneer of the lesser used current. And it, people talk oh, about how it was kind of like an intellectual property thing. Also, that wasn't Where it me isn't even quizzing like, you. I'm like, I genuinely yeah. don't yeah, yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to be like, oh, mm-hmm, it's, AC. It's a, <laughs> it's a some form of electrical wave that's like alternating current versus direct current. Oh. And DC batteries are in everything mm-hmm. now. Um, I don't know. It's fucking, you know what? I'm probably wrong. You guys just Google it yourself. Science. Correct us. We love corrections. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tell us we're wrong, please. Mm-hmm. So as he got more... You know, he was chilling. So he progressed in his career and he just kept inventing things, as you do. Mm -hmm. And doing, like, crazy stage shows where he wanted to, like, show people cool stuff. He was, like, a popular figure. He was a celebrity. People were like, look at this fucking cool guy. Look at all the cool stuff he does. Did they do the, like, celebrities are just like us thing, like, in Us Weekly, where it was like, he's pushing a grocery cart. Look at him, he's pooping. Look at Tesla, he's pooping. Look at him, he's dumping his dirty water out the window like everyone else in 1884. Look at him, he's dumping his poop on everyone, (laughs) like Dave Matthews. He also wears spats. What are spats? Like Dave Matthews. (laughs) That's exactly what they said. But instead of dumping the poop out of the bus on people, it's dumping poop out your window on people. Yeah, so he was like obsessed with this idea that you could make a wireless system that would use the energy from the earth itself to conduct like all these waves and and electricity. Mm -hmm. So his whole thing was like, if you build the right machines and receivers, you can get perfect wireless communication and also free infinite energy for the entire earth. Wow. Yeah. It was like, all you would have to do is stick a certain rod in the ground in your property and it would pick up this energy and power everything. It was like this crazy utopian idea. And this was before, like, I think he was doing this 10 years before the first transatlantic radio broadcast. So, like, people were still mystified by the idea that something could travel that far. And it was like ghosts and magic. So, like, he was like Mick Jagger. He was literally David Bowie. People were like, look at this fucking magical man and the things he's doing. So, some of the things he invented after he got his big pay dirt, he invented airships that drew their energy from the atmosphere itself, so they didn't need any fuel. Wow. Um, like UFOs. He invented a death ray. 
which okay. he tried to sell to the U.S. government multiple times oh. and got politely worded rejection letters. <laughs> wow. He said he was convinced that having an enormous ray that could disable planes, trains, and automobiles and instantly kill anyone in its path was the secret to a truly safe world. Um, no, buddy. <laughs> and that's like, I be- I was reading about this and I was like, it's the weapon from Real Genius. It is. He's basically, he want it would incinerate, like, it wouldn't. It would just kill. Like, you would just die. Yeah. You would still be there, but you would just be dead, and you would be frozen, but not frozen, just, like, still. And the thing is, he was in the 1840s, so, like, now we know that using that for anything but popping popcorn is, like, highly immoral. Yes. So it's, yeah. It's, now it's, like, looking back, it's, like, shame on you, but it was another time. Yeah. So he invented that, but his, so I was reading about him, and- his great passion through his whole life and everything, like the connecting vision through everything he did was vibrations. Like he was obsessed with like the vibrations that naturally came out of the earth and the vibrations um, in the air and energy. So he had good vibes. Yeah. He was really into good vibes. So there's this book called Prodigal Genius, The Life of Nikola Tesla by John J. O'Neill. And he talks a lot about his experiments with vibration. And one of the devices that people think he invented that's kind of lore is an earthquake machine. I totally thought you were going to say a vibrator. Well, (laughs) (laughs) it is a large scale. Well, (laughs) (laughs) he did. um, People say he invented an earthquake machine for when you need, need an earthquake. Just whenever you need that. Just if you're feeling like an earthquake. <laughs> but they said he never shared the design for it because he said he set one up in his office and attached it to like one of the stabilizing pillars for the building he was in, turned it on and shook the entire building down. So he decided to destroy the machine with a hammer. I mean, that is what an but, earthquake does. Yeah. Like you kind of have to like, know that. The story is that the, all like windows busted out like in a five block radius and like it was a big thing, but. Also, that conflicts with other reports. So, like, there's a lot of weird conflicting, like, lore around Tesla where it's hard to straighten out what's real and what's not. But I think that the stuff in this book by John J. O'Neill is pretty much, like, um, commonly reported and there's witnesses to it. So, there's some quotes. So, it's talking about how at one point in 1896, Tesla was, like, really getting big. Like, people were really getting into him. He was famous, so he'd have all these people come to his laboratory and, like, see what he was doing. And he, his laboratory, like, grew this reputation. It says, since he had moved into these quarters in 1895, the place has had established a reputation for itself because of the peculiar noises and lights that emanated from it at all hours of the day and night. And because it was constantly being visited by the most famous people in the country. It's a rave. Yeah, it's a rave. It's totally a rave. So Tesla is literally David Bowie. Yeah. raves in his, like, New York fucking laboratory. So there was a vibration experiment he did. And it wasn't five blocks. It was an earthquake that shook 12 city blocks and busted out a bunch of windows. Wow. So I'm going to read you a passage here from this book that I think you'll like a lot. And it just explains, like, where he was at. While perfecting this device, Tesla had the opportunity to observe interesting effects produced by vibration. These were objectionable in the engine when it was used as a dynamo, so he adopted suitable measures to eliminate or suppress them. The vibrations as such, however, interested him. 
Although they were detrimental to the machine, he found their physiological effects were at times quite pleasant. Later, he built a small mechanical oscillator driven by compressed air, which was designed for no other purpose than to produce vibrations. He built a platform insulated from the floor by rubber and cork. He then mounted the oscillator on the underside of the platform. The purpose of the rubber cork under the platform was to keep the vibrations from leaking into the building and thereby reducing the effect on the platform. Visitors found this vibrating platform one of the most interesting of the great array of fascinating and fantastic exhibits with which he dazzled the society folk who flocked to his laboratory. That's a vibrator, dog! <laughs> You made a vibrator that you stand on! Great hopes were entertained by Tesla of applying these vibrations for therapeutic and health-improving uh -huh. effects. Mm -hmm. He had opportunity to observe through his own experience and that of his employees that they produced some very definite physiological actions. Samuel Clemens, better known to the public as Mark Twain, and Tesla were close friends. Clemens was a frequent visitor to the Tesla laboratory. Tesla had been playing with his vibratory mechanism for some time. <laughs> I'll say. And had learned a good deal about the results that followed from varying doses of vibration. When one evening Clemens dropped in, Clemens, on learning about the new mechanism, wanted to experience his vitalating vibrations. He stood on the platform while the oscillator set it into operation. He was thrilled by the new experience. He was full of adjectives. This gives you vigor and vitality, he exclaimed. <laughs> Wow. After he had been on the platform for a while, Tesla advised him, You have had enough, Mr. Clemens. You had better come down now. Wow. Not by a jug full, replied Clemens. I am enjoying myself. But you had better come down, Mr. Clemens. It is best that you do so, insisted Tesla. You couldn't get me off with this with a Derek, laughed Clemens. What? Remember, I am advising you, Mr. Clemens. I am having the time of my life. I'm going to stay right up here and enjoy myself. Look here, Tesla. You don't appreciate what a wonderful device you have here to give a lift to tide humanity. Clemens continued along this line for several minutes. Suddenly, he stopped talking, bit his lower lip, straightened his body, and stalked stiffly but suddenly from the platform. This is this is fanfic, you guys. This is so <laughs> steamy. This is real steamy. Quick, Tesla. Also, who knew Where Tesla, was, Tesla was into edging? Yeah. <laughs> Get down from there. <laughs> Quick, Tesla, where is it? Snapped Clemens, half begging, half demanding. This is totally fanfic. <laughs> right over here, through that little door in the corner, said Tesla. And remember, Mr. Clemens, I advised you to come down some time ago. He called after the rapidly moving figure. The laxative effect of the vibrator was um, an old story to the members of the laboratory staff. Whoopsie! <laughs> and that was uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. <laughs> What's um, It's all... Yeah, so... Uh, uh, you know, completion in all kinds of ways. Tesla got poop and loved vibrators, and they make you poop. Mark Twain pooped. In Tesla's lab. Uh, the, like, For sure. This is... Uh, who wrote this? Uh, I just told you. John, John J. J. O'Neill. John J. O'Neill is the writer of... Fan he bit his lip. I know. Wait. I didn't look at when this book was written. I feel like maybe I wrote this book last year. Yeah. Because I would definitely write Mark Twain Tesla, Tesla fanfic, fanfic. About a vibrating platform. Yeah. John J. O'Neill. Uh, <laughs> Prodigal genius. 
Uh, wow, 2006. All right, buddy. Ooh, buddy. Oh, my That's boy. That's fanfic. Okay. Well, so, so I just write fanfic. If the Tesla Labs are rocking, <laughs> don't, 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 don't come, come knocking knockin and make sure that the bathroom's open. People are going to have to poop real bad. <laughs> just ejaculating and pooping all over the place. <laughs> Wait, how long have we been recording? I don't know. A thousand I years. No, I can't. We should have marked the time. It's okay. I mean, this is this is good material. Yeah, we got pooping. We got completion. <laughs> so, I originally I intended this installment of Tesla Town, the best name segment on this whole goddamn show, um, to be about. The book that we found in Anacortes, right. which was Nikola Tesla and the This was more like of This was more like Tesla Town After Dark. Yeah, this was definitely Tesla, Tesla Town, Town After Dark. Tesla Town Nights. <laughs> <laughs> the red Tesla Shoe Diaries. <laughs> the red Tesla Shoe Diaries. And then David Duke came by the lab and it was steamy. It was steamy. He loved it. He loved that vibrating um, platform. Yeah, but uh, speaking of all this vibration stuff, you can still, at the end of his career, Tesla was still obsessed with vibrations and he poured a bunch of money into funding this thing called Wardenclyffe Tower, which was his prototype for this like infinite energy machine. Wow. He was trying to make it happen. And this guy, Arthur H. Matthews, was recruited as one of his team. And he was a guy from Quebec who his dad was a electrical engineer, I think. And when this guy was a kid, he went with his dad to London to work with Lord Kelvin, mm. who is famous for inventing space temperature. The, the absolute zero? <laughs> space temperature. Space temp Kelvin. Yep. That guy. That guy. So he met Tesla when he was a little kid when they were, his dad was working with Kelvin and um, Tesla was working with Kelvin. But apparently Tesla took a shine to him, in quotes, mm -hmm. and later requested that he be on the team that was working on this infinite energy machine. And there's this book called, um, I think, Nikola Tesla and the Ray of Light. I can't believe. I took a bunch of notes on this, and I did not write down the name of the goddamn book I've been mm -hmm. looking at for mm -hmm. years now. Yeah. Months. But anyway, Nikola Tesla and the Ray of Light, um, it's about being visited by spaceships. Because this guy, Arthur H. Matthews, basically says that Tesla left him with plans for the death ray, for one, mm -hmm. which was never made. Yeah. But also the Tesla scope. Ooh. Which was a device meant for communicating with Venusians, mm -hmm. people from Venus. Mm -hmm. And Tesla told him that they would be coming by to say hi and that Arthur should build this Tesla scope on his farm in Quebec. So you could just talk to them when they came. Yeah. So you could talk to them and like they know where to land and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he went back to his farm and starting in, I think, 1941, he started getting visits from these people from Venus and they would just like fly down in their UFO and say, what's up? Mm -hmm. and invite him into their spaceship and show him around. And he, uh, yeah, he was given a big tour. And apparently the Venusians were like these very handsome looking people in short shorts. Wow. Beautiful skin. And they controlled their spaceship with their minds. And they had access to this thing they called the truth with a capital T. And that was how they were able to do all this stuff like with just their minds and like control all these energy fields and all the stuff that Tesla had been talking about. 
like controlling vibrations and using the earth's energy to make infinite like power for everyone. It was all what these people were doing or these aliens were doing. Mm -hmm. So Arthur was like brought in. They have no marriage because they said when you can access truth, you just know who you're supposed to be with. Wow. They don't have divorce. They all eat raw vegan food. They all just like think thoughts and hear them. Um, they're just like chilling. Just like me. Yeah, they're just like you. <laughs> they're like only raw, only vegan, only think thoughts, only wear short shorts, only be beautiful all the time. <laughs> so he describes like going on multiple trips with these aliens and in the final like big finale of like this is the big point. They take him, they're like, here's the truth. It's the thing Tesla was working on. It's the death ray, except it's good. And it's it's the Tesla. The it's, life ray. It's a life ray. It's the same principle, but it's the life ray. But it, it makes, makes popcorn. Be, it makes popcorn. <gasps> yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it does not make popcorn. Oh. But it does make like universal truth and peace and happiness. Oh, whatever. Popcorn's better. Listen, <laughs> you too can access the life ray, but you know what you need to do? Think about Jesus. Oh, see, there's always a catch. I know, right? I got to like the um, final part of this book and the guy was like, oh, the, the Venusian Frank, his name is Frank. Frank and Francis. Frank the Venusian. Frank and, Frank and his partner Francis mm -hmm. want you to, ooh, you guys hear that? Woo, woo, woo. Dog woo. It's a Venusian. <laughs> it's a Venusian. Uh, Frank and his partner Francis want you to know that if you want to access the infinite energy of the universe and have true peace and harmony and happiness, you need to think about Jesus a lot. And you need to think about what he said. And once you think about Jesus enough, you can like hook into this matrix and get that infinite energy. So wait, do you like juiced? Do you sit in front of a mirror with a candle at three in the morning thinking think about, about Jesus, Jesus real hard? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the Venusians will land in your yard, and mm -hmm. they'll be like, yo, we heard your Tesla scope. Mm -hmm. It was going like, bing, bing, bing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the story of Nikola Tesla and his vibrator. And his vibrator. And his aliens. So, yeah. Anyway, the point of that is that but there's But Tesla there's wasn't all into theories. Jesus, right? No. Okay. That's the just thing. This. I'm pretty sure that Arthur H. Matthews was into Jesus, and he yeah. just, like, made that a thing. I don't think Tesla was into Jesus. I think, oh, I saw, speaking of Tesla, uh huh. <laughs> this will tie it all together. But I saw a um, tweet earlier today that I, I saved for you because I wanted to show it to you. Let's see if I can find it. Oh, can I find it though? Oh, God, how did I save it? The internet's hard. Oh, the internet's so hard. Was it downloads? Did I screen cap it on my computer? Anyway. Anyway. Tesla. Yeah. The, I want you to know that when you were talking about the vibrating platform, I pictured the thing from when we were little that was like the ball with the ring around it. With the ring around it. That you bounce on it. Yeah. It's my favorite. It's the sexy platform. Oh, so good. Except vibrating. I was just looking for... I was just looking for the tweet about Tesla, and I found the picture of Elon Musk and Grimes, where she looks like his twelve-year-old horse daughter. The horse daughter. <laughs> Still Why? topical. See, we keep things topical here yeah. on Breast Friend Simulator. Yeah, Breast Friend Simulator. 
Um, yeah, I think that I'm not going to find this tweet, so. Cool. So I'll just send it out on the social medias later, and this has been a segment called Tweet That I Thought That I Saved and I Can Sort Of Describe To You, but not really. <laughs> no, I think the, the gist of the tweet was a joking tweet about how it's so funny that historians always talk about people like Beethoven or Tesla or like various other people's like confirmed bachelors who never found love and it's like dog they were gay they were so gay and then someone responded to that tweet and said what evidence do you have that Elon Musk was gay wow (laughs) (laughs) was what evidence do you have that Elon Musk was gay oh oh and on that note I think that's all the time we have for this hang I'm Jamie I'm Jen Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Best Friend Simulator. Send us an email at joshanddennis at gmail.com. That's Dennis with one N. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Friend Simulator. And thanks to Alan for the theme music. Listen to his podcast, Werewolf Ambulance, and Marveling at Marvel's Marvels. Also, thanks to Justin for the artwork. See more of his stuff at burntobuild.com. That's all the time we have for this outro. Bye. Bye.